The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Baby, now I got the flow. Even though you know I die for you, Mr. Unlimited, it's a bad loss for Jokic and the rest of those potatoes. My boy, I'm sorry, my BF Emmanuel Sanders kills it on TV, and Stefan gets new digs. All on a Lakers eliminating, tendril hanging, role play Wednesday. Edition of the program, Nigel. Oh my goodness gracious! That's right. Who do you think you are? What a do, baby! Yeah. Let's go. New intern. Let's see what he's made of. Oh, he's uh, actual ten uh, producer. Oh, oh, oh. oh, Jake, stop the show! A real producer? He's part of the team. That he changes interned everything. Here two years ago. Hit the music back. Let's go. Nigel, welcome to the team. We're happy to have you, bro. Appreciate it. All right, man. Uh, we'll see what you're capable of throughout the show. Uh, we'll learn a little bit about you. I'll pull you in studio for a segment, okay? Can you hear me? I'll pull you in studio for a segment at some point. We have one, uh, two rules on the show. The one rule is what, Jake? Everybody, everybody love everybody. Everyone. Okay, but also, have a take. And don't suck, like Jim Rome would say. You know, uh, rack them. So we'll get you in here. We'll talk about uh, life, love. We'll uh, get all your thoughts on God, uh, like the song. And, um, and, and we'll come up with a nickname for you. Do you have a Twitter handle, anything like that? I do have a Twitter handle. What's Nigel that like? Nigel K14 like? underscore. Go follow. One more. Nigel. N- Nigel K14 underscore. Nigel K14. Dang. Nigel K, 14. Is that your number? 14? 14, yep. That's always been your number. number. Who's a 14? I can't think of any pros wear 14. Uh, Stefan Diggs. Let's go! Brandon Ingram. Yeah! Okay. White tittle in like the 40s or whatever. Okay, yeah, you better stop. (laughs) He's like, Brandon Ingram, duh. (laughs) 14, duh. Stefan Diggs. Like, all the greats. Like, YA Tittle. That's pretty funny. Actually, those are good ones. I like 14 because you don't see lots of 14. I, I like nine. My number's nine. There's not tons of nines. There's not tons of quarter. I mean, there are a few, but not everyone's wearing nine, like seven or 10 or 12. You right? You feel, you feel me? Jake, what's your number again? 81. Wow. 81? <sighs> a big number. Okay, so Zach is in as well somewhere back there. The Nuggets got beat up last night and uh, found their way back into like single digits. Hi, hey buddy, I like your hat. Um, but that's a tough loss for the Nuggets, who I thought you win that game, you're just that much closer to fifty wins, which <laughs> I don't. <laughs> As as bad as we would have wanted it, and as really 
special as that you know would have been. You got to have players like Jamal Murray in the lineup be doing something like that. But when it's all said and done, and we look back at like the forty-eight or forty-nine win Nuggets uh, with no Jamal Murray and no Michael Porter Potty Jr., we're gonna be like, how did this even happen with these guys? Bunch of put coleslaw and mash and like all sides. Just little, I mean, like, it just, they're just nothing. They're giving you nothing. Will Barton? Will, you're fired. I wish I could just fire guys like that. Put that coffee down. Coffee's Coffee's for closers only, Nigel. Okay. Look, look, so the the Nuggets, in both opportunities, when they had an opportunity to clinch a, a playoff spot, Against the Minnesota Timberwolves, they fell short. Instead, they and clinched now, what? Their butt cheeks. Their, <laughs> and now, against the San, San Antonio Spurs, they had an opportunity to clinch, and they fell short once again. I can't be mad at them. They have no business winning 47, 48 games with this bunch of losers. I'm sorry, the team I love. I didn't mean that, guys. My bad, Austin. Yeah, right. My bad, Austin Rivers. You're great. Oh, did you see Davon Reed with the behind-the-back turnover when they were starting to yeah. catch some fire? And then Michael Malone just calls a timeout and points right to the bench. And he's like, you're not getting off the bench for the rest of the game, buddy. <laughs> like Jermichael Green. Jeff Green didn't play yesterday. Jermichael Green's like, I'm going to change the name to Brown. Brown Eye. Like butthole. Giving you nothing. I, he was the replacement for Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant, who's like these Pistons gritty gutties, guy, guy does everything. He's taking it to the next level. And like we're here. Oh, Jamichael, great 18 minutes tonight. I mean, like the guy like that should be giving you a lot when you need it the most. There, I, I mean, I don't know. How can I be mad at the Nuggets? I'm mad they lost the game. But I mean, Jokic, it's like, you know, put the heart out there. You know, it's carrying all these guys just giving like man i when i play dad ball on thursday nights it's different than my monday wednesday friday you know ymca young dudes who everyone's like cussing at each other and stuff like a foul every play you know like that's you know it's like a higher level play kind of but when you play with some of the dads it's just like i don't know like okay i could either like go down and shoot it every time because i want to and these old man kind of suck or i'm like okay Okay, Todd, I'm kicking it out to you right now. Go ahead, Todd. Let's go hit that jumper, Todd. Todd with a lefty clank. You know, clanker. You know, Alex, let's go. Alex, hit that. Brick. Brick. (laughs) Oh, he's a brick. House. So it's like, I, I just imagine Jokic coming down the floor. Big man, little, you know, spin move. Kick out to Monte. 0 for 5 from 3 last night. I'm not mad at you, Monte. I love you, buddy. You know what I mean? I shouldn't have went there because it was just that, you know, we needed Monte to be 2 for, you know, 3 for 6 from 3. He's a great 3-point shooter. You don't think of him like that, but the numbers will tell you he's really good. But it's just like, I don't know. There's no no help. It's like, I don't know how they're doing it. Michael Malone should be the... Hold on for a second. Um, Who's Memphis' coach? Taylor Jenkins. Good one. Good pull. Um, he should be the NBA's coach of the year. But if Michael Malone doesn't finish in the top three, that'd be a travesty. If like Spolstra or someone like finishes higher than Mike, than, than you know Mike Malone. 
We've been I, saying I that for right. a few years. What? We've been saying that for a few years now, and yeah. uh, you know, he hasn't really cracked that How uh, can accolade he not? yet. With this bunch of, let me hear what Nigel has to say about it. You got anything to say about life? Yeah, there, there's no reason he shouldn't be top three. Like you could put, you could put Monty Williams up there, uh, Taylor Jenkins, like you mentioned. But yeah, Michael Malone. What are they at? 40, 48 wins, forty-seven wins. No reason to. They're take at like forty-seven. No um, I, the Lakers have nothing to play for, and that last game now will be in the hands of the Nuggets. Depending if we need to try to move up or down to play Golden State or Dallas. or Dallas, I don't know if it's locked in now. Like after last night's games, you got to kind of look because the Lakers were eliminated last night, right. which feels really good. Uh, I think the Timberwolves lost last night as well. Which yeah, they did. Help the it helps the Nuggets big yes. time too. Um, yeah, so we'll look. We'll look at it. But uh, okay. Let's set up a break. 303-831-1340, the hotline, the Go Fast Energy Drink text line. Stream us or watch us at milehighsports.com. Do you know what? Put the camera right now on Nigel and Jake. The camera's back there. So I, I, I want to get a look at what Nigel's bringing today. I think Nigel used to kind of look like he used to be in this band that you're playing right here right now. It looked like he could have been Ronnie, Ricky, Bobby, or Mike. You know, any of the Rona new edition you could kind of pull off. You kind of got a Bobby Brown thing going. Hold on bit, there. Okay. My man. Do you know what we've been looking for, Jake and I? We're trying to start a band. It's called Midnight Romance. Okay. And we're great singers. But any great singing group needs a black guy, Nigel. And I'm only half black, the bottom half. So it's like, it works you know, we got like we're doing some gigs, but we real we need some real talent. We need some real, you know, real talent. I can be your man for that. A <laughs> couple for crackers sure. and take this thing to where we're trying to go. <laughs> you know, Ronnie, Ricky, Bobby, and Mike, Nigel, and Danny and Jake. See, it's we got to make it work. Of course. If we get because Bobby left and then you know, Tony, Tony, Tony kind of happened and we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. But it's Danny. Jake, Zach, and Nigel. I got to figure out the order. But that's four. That's is four, four enough? I think so. I would say four is enough. I think we should perform at uh, Herman's Hideaway this weekend. Let's do it. Listen, we will have some like 50 to 60-year-old white women like with these flabby arms. just flat. <laughs> You could have the pick of the litter, Nigel. If I take you to the stampede, it's man, it'd be like Tiger at Perkins. <laughs> the pick of the litter, bro. All right, Danny Williams, Jake Meyer. Nigel K14 on Twitter and Zach on the other side. Smiley Sports. Okay. So it is a role play Wednesday edition of the program. 303 831 1340. Nigel's in. He's the new producer, so I'm going to have to have him produce something for us. At 10 or at 10.15 on Wednesdays, we do role play. It's a role play Wednesday. So what you have to do, there's three different topics, okay? We're going to compete. Jake and I go head to head. You're going to say something like, okay, Danny, you're going to play the role of um, Aaron Rodgers, and, and Jake's going to play the role of Russell Wilson. Tell me why you're going to have a better season um, in 2022. And then we both kind of say it in, you know, so um, like if you were like, uh, talk about uh, what happened last night, uh, you're Nikola Jokic and you're uh, the, the Nuggets teammates. 
you know, who's to blame? And I would start and I would say, I am Nikola Jokic, Denver Nugget, NBA basketball player. Uh, teammates suck, no good teammates, uh, you know, stuff like that. That's what I would, a little bit of that. Um, you know, they snubbed me for MVP award, you know, right? So hold on one second. Yes. He's got to find they it. They snubbed me for MVP award. And that's it. So that's it. We need you to come up with three different roles. Three, Okay, well, actually six roles. Um, but three different, um, we're going to go best Scenario. of three scenarios. Yeah. Um, I like that situations. You, you could say you're the Denver Broncos and you're the Kansas city chiefs. Tell me why you're on top of the AFC West now. Okay. So you have time for that. We're going to do that in the second hour. Um, okay. So Stefan Diggs is still. Okay, I thought that I don't know why wide receivers are earning this kind of money. Do you know what I think it is? It's just like for it's like, well, back in my day, I used to pay 89 cents for gas. You know, I used to pay $1.10 for gas you type of stuff. Even to like five or 10 years ago, things are just more expensive now. And we always say like, that's the price of fish at the market. If you want to go sign a veteran, you know, receiver, uh, Amari Cooper off the street, that's like ground beef. You can go, you know, fry, make some hamburgers. You know, my wife will put like with feta and some peppers and mushrooms. We'll eat it, you know, whatever. It's, it's still a good meal, but it's not steak. If you want steak or you want salmon and some mashed potatoes or something like that, then you got to pay top dollar. That's Stefan Diggs. Okay. That's, that's the cost of kind of doing business. So I just think. That's what guys kind of make these days. I thought Vaughn was B around 15. For Vaughn, I made 20. I was like, whoa. But Vaughn capitalized on literally, he could have been the this MVP of the Super Bowl. So, and then again, the Bills are thinking, we're going to go have Vaughn come in and do exactly what he just did with the Rams and come put it over the top. That money, that 5 million more times um, three more years, essentially, you know, a whole nother year of guaranteed dollars was attractive for Vaughn. Vaughn was chasing it. Vaughn had nothing left to prove. Vaughn kind of played the Broncos a little bit with all that Instagram and all that Twitter stuff. I wonder if they'll give me my old locker back. He was on the beach saying, what's up, Broncos country? I love you. You know? He was like the guy who called him. We are talking about Trump. He was like, uh, good morning, Snowflakes. I just want to say, President Trump, I love you so much. That's how Vaughn was with the Broncos. You good know? morning, Snowflakes. How you doing? Great, great. I just wanted to say thank God for Donald Trump. I love you, Mr. Trump. Thanks for trying to save our country. Yeah. Vaughn played us like that. He was like, Broncos country, I love you. I, like, didn't know what I had with you. You were the best. The sex is the most wildest with you. You were, you know, you know, you were you're down for anything. I miss, I miss it. I didn't know what I had. Listen, you don't know what you got till it's gone. They paved paradise and put up a parking lot. I mean, right? So, um, everyone, he got everyone here all excited thinking, well, why wouldn't he come back then? He used the Broncos' as leverage to go get five more million dollars. I'm sure the Broncos had the Broncos had the Randy Gregory deal on the table for Vaughn. They were happy to do that deal with him. But they didn't want to, I don't think, make Vaughn one of like the highest paid guys at his position. And almost like they didn't want to make Vaughn the centerpiece of it all again. They had moved on from that. And the truth or the truth is like after Vaughn was gone, they kind of didn't skip a beat. 
So I think Vaughn, when you're playing alongside Aaron Donald, can still be seem seem like that same Vaughn. But it's because Aaron Donald is commanding two to three guys' attention. Literally two guys putting a body on him and another guy like with the responsibility to kind of keep an eye on him and help out, you know, whatever. So that makes it Vaughn one-on-one will destroy guys. Two-on-one Vaughn where like Vaughn needs some kind of help or a Shaq Barrett or a Malik Jackson or something other than anything that we have. You know, like Draymond Jones, eh, he's a good European player. Let me tell you the story, Nigel. It's 2012. Andre Iguodala is traded to the Nuggets. He hates it. He's pissed. It's like media day, okay? No one's, everyone's afraid to like go up to him and talk to him. But me working for the Associated Press at the time, I don't know if you've heard of them, Nigel. They're only the world's largest and oldest news organization. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> and uh, I was like, so, uh, Iggy, what's up, bro? And he was like, don't talk to me. And I was like, I got to. I'm with the Associated Press. It's the world's largest and oldest news organization. Do you know that? He's like, okay, okay, I'll talk to you. And I was like, so what did you think about the Nuggets before you got here? Like, what do you think about some of your teammates? And he goes, Gallo? Eh, he's a good European player. And me and my co-host at the time, Cello, I need you to help me with this one, Jake. We were like, oh. So now anytime anyone's like, not quite dog water, but not, but like, like a, oh, you know, like that, like that. They're now on the show and have referred to, ever been referred to as a good European player. So that's what Draymond Jones is. You know what I mean? Okay. But he ain't special, you know? So that's why Vaughn was, again, still great, an all time great. We're playing with Aaron Donald. It's easy, right? So. Easy work. All, All work is light work. work. So that's my thought. Where were we at the beginning of that whole thing? Vaughn Miller playing with Broncos okay. as good European players. Kind of used us a little bit. What was the start? Where, where did I even start with? Do you remember? That was uh, Stefan Diggs, right? Let's go. Okay, so I'm not sure how we got to Vaughn with that, but uh, I guess there's a tie. I saw Vaughn put out there how we feel in Bill's Mafia this morning. It just rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not mad at him. It's like... I've moved on too. It doesn't even bother me. I wish him the best with his next love. You know, no grudges, no big deal. I'm over it. I wish him the best, but really deep down, I'm like, I wish I knew how to quit you. You know what I mean? So I don't know. What do you What do you think, Jake? Yeah, it's time to move on from the whole Von Miller situation. But when we're talking about receiver money, Stefan Diggs with the four-year, $104 million extension, you know, these receivers are starting to make a lot of money. And the corners are going to ask for a lot more money here coming up. Uh, That's the next. Very soon. Highest paid position. Corners are going to be at a premium here soon. It's common waves. I mean, for one, like the if it, it all kind of changed, I think. Well, as the league is. Fantasy football in the last 20 years has changed the NFL forever. Um, when like your aunt who works like an office with other ladies and dudes are in like leagues and stuff, then, you know, it's like, it's about that. You know what I mean? So, um, the rise, the NFL, it's, you know, the money is more money generated. There means more money goes to the players. I think when they chop down like these, uh, quarterbacks or the, like the first round picks getting 50 million, like Stafford is one of those last kind of guys to do that. 
Then it kind of changed. The quarterback contracts changed. Peyton's deal was a unique one. Uh, the four, the five years, or four year, five years, hundred million. When like the guy, it's, we don't even know if the guy could play anymore. And then you know at that point, and Peyton was always the highest paid guy. His Buzz Cook, his agent, always wanted him to be like if one guy got a new deal, they would rework Peyton's deal to make him the highest paid. It was kind of a thing. Um, but then uh, offensive linemen started to make good money. Uh, pass rushers started to make good money. Um, as running backs started to make no money. You know, a certain position started to become, you know, less valuable, like linebackers, I think, too. Um, so, yeah, that's that's it. And it. Like, the latest is wide receivers. The guys are up. I mean, do, so two things here. Then we'll go to break. Uh, Manuel Sanders was on Good Morning Football for a couple days now. I don't know if he's back on today. I'll text him. I don't know. Um, and he was saying his top three receivers under the age of 25 were Jamar Chase 1, Justin Jefferson, two, and I cannot think of who three was. Well, look, it was all over the place on Twitter. Um, those guys seeing this kind of money are like, got to be thinking this, you know, we're in line for $150 million or something crazy. Who's the third? Uh, the third was uh, DK Metcalf. Metcalf, yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, man. Um, so, Manuel Nigel, I don't know if you know this. We're like, practically best friends our sons are playing all the teams together i coach his son where I'm, I'm, I'm a legendary youth coach i'm like one of the greatest youth coaches in the history of the national football league tommy but yeah so uh man so he was on uh he was talking all kinds of good stuff he had some killer stuff on garoppolo you know and then man's like he's seen it all the quarterbacks he's played with roethlisberger Payton, uh breeze Get it there, um, Josh Allen, Garoppolo. Was there one more in between? I think that's a five. That's five. I mean, like four. I mean, damn, there's four Hall of Famers there. And Josh, because if you think Josh Allen's going to the Hall of Fame, and then Garoppolo, so. Um, and then I'm, you know, when he goes to Tampa Bay and plays with Tom Brady. Oh, oh. Sorry, I've said too much. Did you edit that out of the podcast? Um, okay, so let's go to break, come back. We'll get Zach in at some point, hang out with us. Uh, we'll do role play in the second hour. The avalanche clinched, right? Um, yeah. Got to talk about the Lakers missing the playoffs. LeBron in the middle of the game has seen enough, walked off. You know, he wasn't playing. He was in civvies, but he just, he, you know, it was like, you know, it was the kid in the crowd. Good effort. Good job. When the Heat won that championship, let you go, good effort. Good job. It was like kind of like that. So, this LeBron, is that the last time we ever see him in a Lakers uniform? We'll tell you on, help me with this, on the, the other, other side. side. Danny Williams, Jake Meyer, we got Nigel, the new producer, in and Zach. It's Miley Sports. Back on a role play Wednesday edition of the program. 303 831 1340 is the hotline and the Go Fast Energy Drink text line. Uh, we appreciate you guys being with us. The interaction, the participation, uh, catch up with the text line. 
I, I mean, like we have, um, you know, a new friend to the show. Nigel's new to the show here. And uh, we need everyone to kind of greet him. So hotline, all the guys, you know, let's get going here and uh, welcome our guy. Text line, do, you know, do so as well. We actually already have a welcome here uh, from Santino. Oh, what's Santino say? Santino Listen, says, he is a capper, bro. He's got a knack for it, and he's real, real good capper. Okay, so he says, Danny, that's a sick hat, and I can't follow Nigel because he's a Sixers fan. Hashtag Jokic MVP. Oh, my God, damn it. I knew it was too good to be true. I knew he was just a little bit too perfect, just like we thought Bobby Brown was perfect. And look what happened with Bobby. <laughs> for one... The Whitney stuff. For two, man, did he party? Man, did that guy ever party like a champ? Um, now, um, okay, so tell me this. Now I got to find out how did this happen? How, how and why are you a Sixers fan? Tell me before we have to hurt you. Um, it was around 2016. Okay. Um, I just started to get interested in the NBA. Okay. Um, obviously, I knew the Nuggets, but I wasn't super interested in them. They weren't mm. very good. But also the Sixers weren't very good, but they had a plan that called the process. And, okay. and, and I slowly started to fall in love with the process. Uh, I started falling with Joel Embiid, um, and that's, that's okay. how that started. Okay, perfect. Considering you just started liking sports two years ago, um, I have time. there's time to fix you, okay? Why you should hate the 76ers Why should I? is because they did everything the wrong way and the basketball gods will never shine upon them and give them an NBA championship because of the way they sold out, because of they, the way they were constructed. It's the lowest form. That team is the lowest form. When you tank intentionally, I mean, it's so severely, Nerlens Noel, ugh, Markel Fultz, ugh. I mean, Ben Simmons, I mean, a nice player but i mean look what that turned into oh look and bead finally i guess if we get the number one or number two pick every single year eventually we're gonna find a guy who can play but why you should love on the nuggets and kind of be disgusted with the processes the nuggets had 57 wins they carmelo anthony the the former greatest player in the franchise's history wanted out and we gave it to him and in return we even sent him to the team we wanted to go in the Knicks okay and in back to in return took Gallo and Mar uh, Wilson Chandler and um Raymond Felton good job um but listen what they should have done was traded him to the highest bidder got two lottery picks traded him to your 76ers something like that cuz that's the value of where Melo was instead they gave Melo, who put 10 years in here, what he wanted. So this is a little bit, That's don't forget where we are here. That's a little bit Russell Wilson-esque. Because if Russell Wilson, listen, the Redskins would have paid four first-round picks for him, the commanders. He wanted to go to the Broncos, so he had to take the Broncos' best offer, which was very, very reasonable. He was worth a lot more than that in an open, free, uh, bitter market. Okay? I'll go, back to the, I'll go back to the Nuggets here. That 57 wins, they, after Melo... Traded for Iguodala, and a bunch of guys found their way to 57 wins, a franchise record. George Carl was the coach of the year, okay? And you know, like any coach who wanted a little more power, Josh Kroenke, a young owner who Stan had to give Josh the power because he was running the Rams, whatever it was. You know, it just didn't kind of mesh. They moved on. They hired Brian Shaw. Brian Shaw was a disaster. 
the Nuggets went down in flames, and at that point, they could have started the process. The process. Instead, they move on from him, hire Michael Malone, draft well, incredibly well, like um, the greatest drafting in the history of the NBA when you get Jokic, uh, Gary Harris, where they got him. Even Michael Porter Jr. is the risk we're taking. Given the money now is not, but the risk taking him 15 overall was like so, so incredible. They miss on Moody at seven, go back in, dip back in, and get Jamal Murray at seven. They could have at any time. 20 other teams. No, no, no. 25 other NBA teams in their situation would have tanked. They continued to grind. They continued to grind. And the basketball gods, oh, the Serbian basketball gods shined upon the Nuggets, gave them Jokic, moved on from Nurkic. I mean, when everyone thought, oh, Nurkic is the truth, and Jokic was like the backup. I mean, I remember those days. The Nuggets never tank. They always continue to grind and to get better. Their their process has been this step, step, step forward. One step, it's their slow steps. And sometimes they're two steps forward and one step back. We come together and opposites attract. And you, so I have to do it every time we talk about Paul Abdul. But um, so you're feeling me there. Uh, the Nuggets have done it the right way. They're still ascending. Well, listen. They're the 76ers are like this close from starting this thing all over again as they try to um, downgrade, consolidate and downgrade um, their players as they traded all this stuff for um, for James Harden, for Harden. Um, and again, it's just like now there's no depth. They don't really like Tobias Harris at all. One of the players who really fit there, and Seth Curry's gone. Uh, Andre Drummond, Drummond, he makes a lot of money, but he fits anywhere. He kind of fits anywhere and does a lot of dirty work for Embiid that he has to kind of do now. And, like, the 76ers are all – what are they doing, Jake? What are they doing, Nigel? Putting all their They're all in. Out. Okay, the Nuggets are, have flexibility. They're still ascending. Like, the, the Nuggets' best years are in front of them. I can't say that. I'm not so sure about the 76ers because J James Harden is toxic and his best days are behind him. If you can't be happy with Houston, who gave you everything, built everything around your style of play, and then you can't go make it work with Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie, it's a you problem. It's a it's a you problem. So I didn't mean to hurt your feelings about the 76ers, but I had to come correct with it. And I will tell you, the Broncos bandwagon. Hold on, check this. Seat warmers, cup holders, six disc CD changers, all the hits. There hey, hey, some chicks in the back. Right up your alley, Nigel. Um that's what the Broncos and the and the Nuggets bandwagon is looking like. Do you want to consider it? Do you want to consider changing your life forever? I might have to reevaluate. Thank you. Listen, I, I don't have to. Listen, don't jump to conclusions right now. Okay. Okay. Revisit this later. Go talk to your life coach. Okay. Tell him, you know, I, it's been, I, I like my new job a lot, but this new guy at work made me feel all kinds of things I've never felt before. And I just think that, listen, in a, I like Embiid the heel. The bad guy. I like when he's the bad guy. Duh. Okay. But he has to embrace that fully. I agree. I agree and 100%. this pity party 
I don't know what else I have to do to win an MVP award. Do you even know who my father is? Like the rich white kid, you know what I mean? We know what that's about, right, Angel? Um, so I would just say, <laughs> I would say the 76ers, there's still time to get out. <laughs> what do you think about what I have to say? I mean, I guess I'll have to go to my therapist, you know, talk this out. It's fine. I will call them and tell them, like, what happened. They're going to be like, what did you do to him? And I'm be like, here's what happened. He was stupid. He was acting so stupid. And his mind wasn't right. Get your mind right, Craig. Sorry. All right. Um, let's go to break. What kind of music do you have for us, Jake? Nothing? Did you hear what I said? I said let's prepare for a break. Oh, I hear it. Oh, you're building. <laughs> you're so good. You see his tendril hanging? That's a tendril. Can you pull off a tendril, Nigel? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. It had to be like a little dread tendril. It'd be kind of yeah. sick, though. It would. It would. You kind of got to do... What if we did a little bleach spot like um, who is Schroeder? Dennis oh, Schroeder. Schroeder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you think? Clint Capella. We need <laughs> something to separate you from the pack. Cool little thing. Right. Maybe a lightning bolt on the side. Should I mention that with my therapist? <laughs> You got a Chris Rock thing going now, too, I think. I get that all the time. Really? Yes. Dang. All right. We'll have Nigel. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll learn more about Nigel on the other side. All right. Uh, maybe Zach comes in for a segment. Is he busy in there? We'll see. Um, haven't even talked about uh, the avalanche clinching. We'll do that. Got a little bit on Mr. Unlimited. How can we go show uh, without talking about Russell Wilson? Hello? What do you think about Russell Wilson? You a fan? I am a fan. Okay. I am a fan. Absolutely. Great. Okay. Danny Williams. Chris Rock. Mini Chris Rock. Uh, Jake and Zach back on your side at Smiley Sports. Back in What's up, man? What's up, man? on What's up, man? a Wednesday edition of the program. It's a What I Don't Get Wednesday edition of the program. Um, It's a What I Don't Get Wednesday. So give me something that just doesn't make sense in this world of ours. Or just something that really doesn't make sense uh, to you. Whether it be sports related. It could be you know anything. Here's one. When in elementary school you have like that big old desk. Then when you move to middle school you get like a smaller desk. Then when you move to high school and college. You got, I got bigger, but my desks got smaller. Hey, I don't get it. Do you have what I don't get for us? What? Like, like anything in life. Like pizzas are made in what shape? A pie? I don't know. But the boxes are? Square. <laughs> I don't get it. Listen, we park, okay, in driveways, but we drive on parkways. Hey, I don't get it. One more. I uh, went to the ATM this morning, had to get a little cash. Mm. The drive-up ATM. I drove my car up to it. It's like the drive-up ATM. There's Braille. There's Braille on the drive-up ATM. Yeah, doesn't really help anyone. Well, I mean, like, if I don't know any blind people who are driving. Except for that movie with uh, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder where, like, one was, like, blind and one was 
death or something like that. And like, yeah. I don't know. So yeah, that's it. Uh, no, I'm, I'm with you. Speaking of the here, I'll, I'll, I'll watch this. Speaking uh, of things that don't make sense <laughs> in this world, the amount of money wide receivers are getting right wow now does not make sense. Does not make sense. Why not? You need a stable, and they are making more than the Aaron Donalds of the world, the tackles of the world, the edges of the world. All of these things are, I, that, I think, arguably more valuable. And not in today's NFL. It's high flying. I, I mean, we want we want over the top excitement. We want excitement. I but, want but, scoring. Defense is not what I want. To, I don't want to watch a seventeen to fourteen game. I want a 34-31. Yeah, but the way you hold them to thirty one and and you get that uh, crucial stop that holds them to a field goal is you get pressure on the quarterback with an edge rusher that 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 doesn't give them five seconds in the pocket because you just with the modern rules you can't cover for that long. You need quality pass rush. Um, and, and hey. Defense is boring. I'm with you. I, I wouldn't invest as much in defense. I think that's actually a very valid point. Tackles. Tackles are making as much as these wide receivers. It's infinitely harder to find tackles. You can't find veteran tackles. You can't find rookie tackles. It's so hard to cultivate the tackle position. Um, there are so few good ones. There are so many good wide receivers. There's seven every year in the draft. You can find them in free agency. And also, you like you get a awesome tackle Aye. or two awesome tackles, and you are set here's, on an offensive line. You need like four or five pass catching weapons in the modern NFL. Here's not where it gets one cloudy. superstar. The Stefan Diggs and the Hopkins. Um, who else? I think. I mean, like, there's young guys. I can't put them quite in that category. I mean, but I, 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 Hill, Jamar Chase. You have to put him in this conversation. They're so special and game-changing that there are 15 or 20 of these guys that are like over-the-top kind of game-changing special type of players. There was therefore no. a run of Super Bowl-winning teams who don't play, you know, receivers that giant money and, you know, no teams. really. That's kind of changed a little bit in the last handful of years because Demarius got paid all that money afterwards, I guess. But, like, what would have been the difference if he was paid during the year we won the Super Bowl. The difference is he just you know wasn't. He got all the money the next year. The difference was it gave you money to spend on Kinda. that boring defense. And I think, again, Demarius Thomas wasn't eating up at a percentage of the cap at any point, similar to what we're looking at with these wide receivers. It is crazy. Like, offensive linemen, especially tackles, impact every single offensive play at a high level receivers don't do that the only one i can think of wouldn't it be a natural kill. compliment that the quarterbacks make most of the money and then the receivers then are kind of next in line you know why the quarterbacks make all the money the quarterback you know why the quarterbacks make all the yeah. money because they make austin collie and pierre garçon look awesome okay. in Indianapolis Listen, if they're awesome i don't know if aj brown's make worth Andre 120 Caldwell. million He's the guy that's on like the line. I think he's a great player. I think you don't would... get me wrong. The numbers might show he's as good as any of these other guys, but is he is that guy worth that kind of money? I don't think any of them are like and and you do it because you don't want to lose. I think you might be better off maybe getting kind of what the Chiefs did and just getting a boatload of picks mm. and then you that's, have to hit on. You're acting like that has worked for them. That hasn't worked for them yet. It hasn't worked for them yet. But I think when you're looking at you cannot get. And Tyreek Hill's a special case where, again, I think Tyreek Hill's the only one I, I can hear the argument for. You cannot get thirty-plus million dollars of value with how things are currently struck, even in the past happy NFL, 
from one wide receiver. I just you can't. Tyreek, you're saying because of his speed. Because his speed forces the defense. It's undeniable. Well, his defense, his speed forces defenses to play him in a way different from any other player in NFL history. That makes him that valuable. If the Chiefs have to pay him thirty or thirty-five million to look at it like four million, he's like worth four million dollars of value on top of whatever Kelsey makes. And who's the second or third receiver now? Say Juju was there with. Uh, you just making one uh, eight million for one year. He's you know yeah. for that you know four million of that so Tyree the- thirty five shades over to Juju because of the value of what Tyreek does, not only for the team for himself but for those guys as well. Yeah, but Tyreek's the guy who does that. He's the only NFL player that is gravity to that extent. Oh. And to your point about Juju making eight million, that perfectly exemplifies my point. You can have four Juju's who was a quality number one receiver just two years ago. Listen, was that you're making Allen Robinson was an awesome receiver and he made ten million. You can have three of those guys for one great receiver. Like uh, you can have three really a good lot receivers of for the cost had. of one great receiver. That is a market inefficiency. Who's your quarterback though? And what's your what goal? Is that? Matt Stafford is the quarterback on the right. What does that have to do with anything? If you have a quarterback who's going to utilize these receivers and you have a plan to the, win a championship in the near future, that's when those guys are kind of worth it. Or is it worth it but for if you have a the, team that's going nowhere to, it's a, you know? I, 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 to, but if you have the awesome quarterback and you're already allocating that much money into your pass game... Uh, isn't part of the reason you're paying that awesome quarterback because you so can you believe you can pick, elevate those So you would have traded Stephon Diggs for picks? I'll, I'll say this right now. I'm not saying the, no, the Bills are on the doorstep never, of the Super Bowl. They shouldn't have. Listen, the Chiefs in the next two or three or four years will not win a Super Bowl. Mm. They will be in those years in a trend. It'll be a reboot, not yeah. a rebuild. And, and, okay? the bill, uh, and, and they're not going to ever get it right. They'll never be as good as they were ever. Again, without Tyreek Hill, Mahomes could go on and have another eight years like he had these first four years, but their Super Bowl winning days are over. Yeah, because they had the most special speed threat in NFL history. Then why did they move on from him for a consolidation of juju and potato chips? He's 30 some. Uh, They believe his best years are behind. I'd rather have Antonio Brown and they want to reinvent themselves. I'd rather have Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders. Then, hold on. Then Claypool, Juju, and Johnson. <laughs> and and you know what? The first room you listed is going to be a lot cheaper. My point is at the very top of the market where these guys are making $30 million a year, you can get three or two very, very good receivers for that same price. Are you telling me? They just went out and got is Odell Beckham Jr. Two Allen Robinson. Odell Beckham. Oh, th- th- no, of course not. That'd be ridiculous. Say it again. Is uh uh what DeAndre Hopkins worth two Allen Robinsons? No, uh, because he gets injured right, and also, then your entire DeAndre Hopkins offense like, collapses because you're spending twenty eight million on one guy. DeAndre Hopkins two years ago, yes, no, yes. Look at him last year when he was on the field, and look at what happened when he went. Well, he's washed now, but in his prime. Washed. Prim- well, I mean, like he's he's, he's younger than Tyreek Hill. To he's, your point about I don't know about that. He is DeAndre Hopkins not younger than Tyreek Hill. Yeah. No. Yeah. How old is DeAndre Hopkins? DeAndre Hopkins is 29 years old. How old is Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill is 28 years old. Ah, oh, damn, go. I thought he was 30. Still, I, I, I stand by it. I would Bigger totally... bodies, I think, are more tend to receiver-like slotty kind of guys. That's why they play forever. 
Maybe, but Tyreek Hill, again, it's the gravity he brought. Uh, uh, Nigel, you were talking about the NBA. Uh, Steph Curry introduced this, con- or maybe not introduced, but is the pinnacle of this concept of gravity okay. with how he forces teams to defend him. Tyreek Hill does the same thing. He is revolutionized. What is- has a different value than other receivers. He's worth it. The other guys are not. Okay, this, we're not talking about the monetary. It's about the stable of receivers, not one guy being good. We're That's not talking the about the monetary because you can shoot back at an argument here. And then we'll go to break, but you got to come back and do one more. Um, what did the Rams do when they needed one more receiver? They didn't just go find anybody. They brought in Odell Beckham Jr., a superstar level of talent. For cheap. For cheap. I know you're going to say that. But also, it's, For nothing. it's the superstardom that, not, that, they, that they rolled the dice on themselves. And what happened in the end? This one's for John. And what happens on, if Odell Beckham... Let me do the Pat one. This one's for Pat. And if Odo Beckham's on the market costing $25, 30000000 million, do the Rams sign him? No. Uh, they'd have paid Odo Beckham <laughs> no. anything to no. get him at that Lies. moment. Lies. This is not true. They didn't have the money. They needed the it Broncos. Re- they needed the Broncos to eat $16 million so they could get Vaughn. Mm. They didn't have the money to spend. Yeah, but it's they, the going all in mon- mentality of doing whatever it takes. You're like, no, we're not going to budget our future for that. Get me Allen Robinson. Going all in is nice, but he was, a, he was a November free agent. You don't. Let's go to break. Come back. Don't move a muscle. I won't let you. I won't. All right. Um, <laughs> let's go to break. Come back. 303-831-1340. Hotline. Go fast. Energy drink. Text line. Good discussion here. Join the conversation. We'll do role play at 1015. Nigel's got that put together. He's the new producer of the product around here. Uh, Jake's doing his thing. You got to hear from Jake. He's doing hard work today. I need to hear a little bit about what he has. We have all these guys here. I'm just looking at Jake nodding or like, no. He gives me like, yeah, let's go, Danny. Let's get this. Or he'd be like, no, Danny. Stop. That's stupid. Please stop. I don't like that, Jake. That Jake's stupid. But this Jake who agrees with me with these beautiful tendrils and this hair, that's my kind of Jake. Back on the other side of Smiley Sports.